Welcome to The Blueprint. I'm your host, Britt Wills. Every week, I sit down with creatives to have a conversation about their work and their process. I talk with musicians, comedians, filmmakers, actors, culinary artists, content creators, and fashion designers about the art they create and how they got started. The goal is to provide useful information you can apply to your own creative projects. This week, we're talking streetwear. So, let's start with some background. Growing up, I was crazy about hats. I would save my allowance and go to lids or hat clubs and buy a hat. Eventually, I started buying blank hats and I would cut up fabric or shirts or anything with a cool pattern or patch and I would attach it to the hat. At that point, it was something I was doing just for me, just so I could go to school in something different than everyone else. As I grew up, my love for hats never changed. I started working for a hatware retailer as a product photographer and web manager. So I worked close with the designers and buyers to ensure every photograph I took conveyed the message of that brand. Eventually, I decided to start my own headwear brand. I launched a Kickstarter, I went to downtown LA, I met embroiders, I bought dozens and dozens of blank hats, I set up a workstation in my kitchen, I put all the patches on the hats myself, I took photos, and I made a website. I sold 20 hats, I didn't make any money, and I still have two boxes of hats in my closet today. So that's the quick version of what happened to me. I wanted to talk with someone who had a similar experience, but very different results. I got the chance to sit down with Jordan Bentley, the owner of Hypeland. We talked about building a streetwear brand from nothing and bringing a worldwide community of people together at the same time. This is the second episode of The Blueprint, and I hope you enjoy. What is up? We're back with another episode of The Blueprint, and today I'm here with Jordan Bentley, owner of Hypeland. Jordan, how you doing today? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. Just Thank chilling. you for coming out. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. It's exciting. It's like never, never done this before, so I'm like, uh, I'm going to see what's up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you decided to drop by and, and hang out. One of the reasons I wanted to talk with you is because you're so young and you're making such a big impact in the fashion industry and i know it's been said that fashion fades but style is eternal and i think what you've created is something that embodies that and so i just want to know more about you and how you created hypeland so my name is jordan bentley i'm 21 years old i'm from los angeles california um let me see. How do I break this down? I go to UC Irvine right now. I'm a student. I study international studies and business. Um, I graduate in June, actually. I'm excited for that. Congrats. Uh, early congrats. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you know this already. I own Hypeland, streetwear brand. I've been doing that since I was like, I want to say the eighth grade. So maybe like 12 or 13, around then. Um, aside from Hypeland, I box. Play. I used to play tennis, play basketball, relax sports like music even though I can't sing or do anything like that I can't dance but you know it's a good influence um I have a, I'm here with my mom I have hey uh, mom 
Yeah. <laughs> so mommy. But I also have like a younger brother who I live with and then only close to all my family. This is pretty much me. Okay. That's what's up. Um, tell me like how you got started in streetwear and what kind of made you want to start designing stuff? So my interest in streetwear or clothes in general really spun from my mom. She dresses really nice. I mean, you can tell right now. Yeah. She dresses really nice. Yeah, but like I've been interested in clothes for a little bit and I wanna say in middle school I first I wanna say maybe I was like sixth grade or fifth grade, I found out about the hundreds. It's like one of my like favorite brands at the time. I was like a really young kid and then Growing up in LA, I was able to go down to like Fairfax, where a lot of these brands had their stores, like Diamond, The Hundred, Supreme, when they weren't even as hype as they are now. And me and my friends used to just like hang out there all the time. So we we're like, yo, always in this like space, seeing these people. We we're like, yo, we love the clothes. Just always being around that creative field. So in eighth grade, a couple of my friends and I, we would make T-shirts for ourselves and just say like, yo, we're gonna like give these shirts to each other. Like we want to be like these brands and just you know make this whole project you know and it, it kind of just kind of the interest kind of came from there like grew as you know you doing something for a long enough time you kind of get in yeah of course yeah. uh-huh and so back then being so young like how were you guys making stuff so then when I got to high school it's like kind of the brand just kind of like started growing a lot more and and that definitely shows that it's like a passion of yours to yeah. be that to start that young and still have an interest in it and keep pursuing it and yeah. to make it what you've made it today. Because yeah. um, like you said, you know, you were you were very young and so interests change and things change. So that's really cool. Um, and so high school, how, like where, how'd you keep it going? Well, so my mom played like a big part in that. She gave me some money for that originally. She paid like for the website. I think it was like a thousand dollars in the beginning. It didn't even work. Were we doing like a, was it a big cartel or something like that? Or? So we paid all this, we ended up switching to big cartel, but we paid all this money to like this guy who designs websites for a website that didn't even work. I don't even know what it like ran through. It's just like, it was just, you know, it was like this cool looking site at the time. It didn't, functionally, di functionally didn't work. We couldn't edit it. Like, it was like, I don't know anything about coding. Like, I can't even put a product online. Can't yeah. get no sales. It was like, how do you set this up? So it was like, whatever, like, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as like funding, my mom paid for that. I used to sell like candy and chips and stuff at school to like fun releases. And then it kind of was like a buy and flip thing. It's like, I get a little bit of money from my mom's first investment. Then I sell candy at school for like extra stuff. Gotcha. Then it's like, you sell those shirts get that money, flip it, and just like get, keep putting the business in. It was like a cycle and it grew like that. So this sounds like a real, in the beginning, like a real grassroots kind of thing. Like yeah. you were just straight up mouth to word to mouth and yeah. kind of, all right, that's a, that's like a tough way to come up. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it, it was really tough because it's like, you know, a lot of people assume like, yo, you got to get an investor or you got to get this. And it's like, you don't really need that to start a business. If you hustle and like get yourself going, like sell at school every day, you can get stuff going. It's like, um, I, I want to say like our most fond memory I guess with the growth of the brand was like one summer after we switched from the website that didn't work mm -hmm. I switched to like a WordPress site or like a Weebly site yeah. where we took in like um, took in like applications from students not like and they put in there like their address what size shirt they wanted or whatever and me and my mom spent that summer like driving around in her Prius like delivering t-shirts to like all these kids in LA and they're like $10 shirts so it's like wow. It was like super cool. The car that we drove in actually it had hype on a license plate too, so it's like real dope. It just got totaled like two weeks ago too. Oh. Like it was like a hit and run. It was like, dang, that's my baby since the yeah. beginning, and it's like gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. but yeah, that was like probably 
the biggest thing in terms of like the growth like just to, just like going around all through LA like I went to high school in Culver City but we were driving like to the valley just to deliver kids like t-shirts you know what yeah. I mean I didn't even know how to ship anything at that time either it was just like it was like either you bought it at school or my, me and my mom dropped it off to you that was it, it was that's nice. what's up yeah <laughs> okay and then so when you switched to like the uh, Weebly or whatever site you guys went with, were you doing the designing or did you reach out to someone to? For the website? Yeah. So Weebly was cool because it's like one of those platforms that you can like do everything through. Mm -hmm. So you don't really need like an outside developer. So I designed the site myself. It's not, of course we don't use Weebly anymore, but mm -hmm. um, it was like a cool site for what it was back then, you know. Um, eventually we switched to like Big Cartel and like we just moved from that platform like two years ago. Now we use Shopify. Everybody use Shopify. Yeah, Shopify is huge. That's what's up. Yeah, Shopify is is huge in the e-commerce platform, especially in drop shipping or selling your own products. So where are you at with um, social media and adding like the uh, Insta Shop or the Facebook Marketplace to your brand? What do you What do you think about that? I have that installed, but I don't I don't want to use it. I don't think it looks good. I feel like your Instagram should be like a timeline of your brand and kind of like art. Mm -hmm. It's like people, it's like with the internet, it makes it so hard for you to engage with people directly because there is no like in-person interaction. Mm -hmm. I don't have a store, so you, I only have social media to kind of present the story of the brand or like the pieces and the quality. So I don't want to use Instagram as like another shop platform. That's why I have a website. It's like you can buy stuff there. You don't need to buy on Instagram and Twitter and all this, like, just go to the website. You know? Yeah, I feel you. And I, I totally agree with that. And I feel like it's starting to get to the point where, like, these social sites, they're made for, like, us to interact. But mm -hmm. also now you're getting bombarded with, like, ads and yeah. sales. And so that's really cool. I like that. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and speaking of, like, influencers, when did you move to kind of, like, marketing that way and reaching out and getting your name out there like that? Um... I want to say I was in 11th grade. It was actually, you know what, I remember it directly. I was in math class, it was like pre-calculus, wasn't paying attention, I was on my phone, and a YouTuber had posted like a video in like a, and he like did like a review on like a, like the hoodie that I have on right now, but the older version of it. And like, I was like so curious, I mean my mom will tell you too, like I was like, how did I get so many orders today? Like what was this like? huge influx came from. So I checked Instagram, No, nobody tagged us or anything. So I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And luckily some of, my, some of my customers, like they had reached out and they're like, yo, this YouTuber's wearing your stuff. And I think at the time, uh, the dude's name is like Bull. He's like a good friend of mine now, Christian. He lives in Virginia. Okay. Um, he wore some stuff and I was like, yo, like, you know, like, wow, like this is crazy. Like what you people can do. And it's like, so I reached out to him. I sent him a couple things. And like after that, we worked together for a, a long time. He had his own discount code and like, you know, was just like pushing the product all the time. And it was like, yo, I'll pay you to do advertising for the brand. And that's when I saw the first jump from like less than, you know, 2000 followers to like going towards the road of like almost 10K and then oh. kind of keeping stuff going. Yeah. So it was like, it was a, it was an interesting first experience. Cause I was like, yo, I don't know. I don't know anything about YouTube until mm -hmm. like somebody bought something and I saw like, yo, wow, people actually like follow these people and like buy stuff based off of like, you know, regular their, influence. Like, you know, yeah, their influence. <laughs> yeah, their influence is crazy. Totally. It was crazy. Uh -huh. And I mean, YouTube is huge now. Like, yeah. it's insane. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they've got the streaming. So mm -hmm. it's already to the point where that can be like the one service that you use to get your content. Yeah. I mean, you've got music, you've got like the streaming now for mm -hmm. movies and television. And then you have people that are creating their own content mm -hmm. and it's all accessible right there. So mm -hmm. it's a huge tool. Yeah. Um, 
do you guys like do any of your own like content and put it out there or is it mostly like just product photography so we are working a lot with a lot of different creative outlets right now in terms of like videos and stuff i'm actually working on like a world cup collection doing like a super dope super super dope conceptual video for it but yeah we're shooting like i have like teams in like germany teams in like i mean photography and videography teams yeah. But teams in Germany, Russia, Japan, Mexico, a couple countries just doing a just doing a lot for this like world concept that we have coming for the collection. So it, it should it should come out dope. Yeah. The the tough thing is it's like I don't have like a team of people like that do video like in LA right now. So it's tough. It's it's really expensive to like keep doing like these creative videos. It's like we did one video and it came out pretty good, but it wasn't it we didn't have good timing on it. So it's like you pay like all this money for a video and then it's like you don't even achieve the goal that you did, I mean, that you meant when yeah. you made it. And it's like, dang, I just wasted all this money on this like video. So mm -hmm. we're trying to work on, you know, planning better and kind of getting more creative things coming out all the time, you know? Yeah, well, I'm excited to see what you put together for us. So I also wanted to ask you about Worldwide because, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's awesome that you've, you've basically built this community of like, people all over the world and now it's like this little community where we can all come together and like be sharing something mm -hmm. and it's like a really cool collective yeah. um what made you think of that so it actually came in 11th grade i took a class called intercultural literature and okay. this was probably the most impactful class i've taken throughout like my whole school career like college included nice and my teacher mr pernoon he really 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 focused on teaching us like different things and like about like the world so it's like we touched on like different topics and that and that's when I learned and it's like I learned I was like yo we're really connected through like all these different spaces so we would watch movies on like I think the movie we called was I mean watch was like Babel okay oh I remember it, that's like uh with Brad Pitt yeah mm -hmm. so yeah so Babel was probably the first thing that made me realize like how connected everyone is through like different issues and how culturally because you know the movie can't really remember what it's about 100%, but yeah. it, it stemmed and showed like people from all these different places and how even though they speak different languages, they were connected through like a problematic issue or something like that. And I saw, I was like, yo, we're like really connected to one another. It's like, even though this person may be of this race or ethnicity or from this place, mm -hmm. you can connect through one thing. So I was like, I was really interested with that. So I was like, yo, let me make this hoodie with all like the countries on it as like a unity thing. And it was it, the idea for this staple piece for mm -hmm. us came about as like a year anniversary thing because it was like yo this is a this is our year anniversary for the site i got love from like five countries it was like the netherlands japan canada the uk um america yeah and that was like our first year of having like a, a functional online site so i was like yo it's like a commemorative thing let me um like make this piece to you know like say thank you for everyone and it was yeah. it, i mean it did it did exceptionally well too for our first time that was like probably the best release that we've ever had and it was like i mean at the time yeah yeah and it was like yo like the class just had this like lasting impact and like got me really interested in like just other people's culture wanting to travel i mean i love like different food from different places I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really interested in how people connect through one another whether it be through food or art or like whatever kind of like pop culture you know yeah it's it's really interesting nice yeah. have you gotten a chance to do any traveling yeah i was just in japan in december um okay that was like super that was like my childhood like dream trip. that was like that was amazing yeah um that's the only time i've been out the country but i mean i go to new york like all the time me and my mom are going and my little brother are going to the nba draft in june i want to say we're going to hawaii in may for my little brother's birthday i'm cool. going to the bay on thursday or friday mm -hmm. um 
going to Coachella, like, <laughs> nice. in April. I'm probably going to Miami also. She doesn't know about that. But, um, <laughs> well, she, <now> she knows <laughs> yeah, she now. She knows now, yeah. But, no, nah, that's for work, though. Still, yeah. still for work also, work and play. You know? Yeah, for work. No, 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 no. It's no, work. I'm just it playing. Is, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, no, I'll probably go to Miami, too. And then I want to go back to Japan in the summertime. I told her I want to live out there for a little bit, maybe, like, a year. Just kind of yeah. like, emerge myself in the culture, get really creative, get some inspiration out there. Yeah, that could be really inspiring. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and streetwear out there is insane. It's, like, yeah, it's re- every it's crazy because everything is so like, everything is so nice. Like yeah, the, the people dress nice everywhere. It's so clean. Like you know, you go on the subway out here. Like you're not getting on the subway in LA. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like you don't want to do that. It's dirty. You yeah. Know? But in, in in Japan, you get on the subways. First off, they're expensive. Second, mm-hmm. they're clean as I don't know what. Like you could uh, like. No exaggeration, you could probably lick the floor and like in Japan and it'd be like clean and like yeah. you lick the floor out here, you getting something. You gotta oh, yeah. go to the doctor right Yeah, go get you a go get you a EpiPen shot or something. Um but yeah, Japan is just so clean and people dress so nice, like whether yeah. it be like super business casual, because you know, people are I mean, not business casual, but business professional, because mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of professionals out there. Mm-hmm. Or people are just in these outlandish outfits. It's like you go in like Harajuku or Tokyo, you're in all these places, and you're like, wow, people are dressed up like, yeah, like extravagant. And, and we went in the wintertime too, and you know, that's the best season to dress nice, so yeah, because like, you can I, do the layers, yeah, and that's uh-huh. the, layer, the layers, that's the everything, yeah, know? exactly. And it, was a, it was a crazy experience, it was, it was really like life changing. I mean, okay. if you haven't been, you should definitely go, already. yeah, I do, it's definitely on my list for sure, yeah. So, when you launched the site, did you guys instantly start doing worldwide, or was it just us for a little bit, and then you did? Um, so we international. didn't. We didn't start worldwide initially. We um, we originally only did U.S. orders, so we didn't really get that many international orders. I actually mm-hmm. remember the first international order we got. It was like somebody from Australia emailed us, oh, wow. and they were like, "Yo, um, they're like, yo, we want to buy this this tank top or whatever from your side. It was like a it was like a, a tie dye tank top. I used to hand dye all the stuff, and they're like, yo, we like this tank top. Um, we want to order something. We're in Australia, and, we're, and I'm like, I'm like super excited. I mean, my yeah. mom will tell you the first. You remember that email, mommy? But um, <laughs> yeah. they're like, "Yo, we want to get it," and we're like, we're like, we don't even, we've never shipped anything internationally. Like, how much does this cost? You know, I think mm-hmm. we charged them like eight dollars or like six to make it. To, yeah. No, 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 no. Like sh- shipping in general. Like we oh. charged them eight extra dollars. It was like they paid eight dollars for shipping, which was like stupid because it was like it ended up costing us like i think like 50 we sent it by like priority mail i think it was oh, like 50, wow it was like 50 dollars we spent and we're like no wonder why they're so happy it was only eight dollars yeah. it's like <laughs> we sent it by priority mail we pay 50 bucks like we paid more than they ordered and yeah like, but it was, it was an exciting time you're yeah. trying to get it to them and so yeah i remember sending them like all this extra stuff like we went to the post office like hand wrote the label that's like, legit put like all it was just like this long process nothing online it was like man like that was like super exciting. So mm-hmm. that was like the first international order. Um, shout out Australia. Yeah, That's shout out to Australia. I, don't <laughs> yeah. even, I wish I remember their name. I'd send them some stuff like, "Yo, thanks." Like this is from like 2012. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they were like the first international order that we had, and then stuff kind of picked up a little bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the YouTube thing really played like a big a big role in the international yeah. market though, because you know the internet connects everyone. Uh huh. Yeah. How yeah, were yeah. you able to make yourself stand out and kind of make a name for yourself? I think the worldwide thing is like the biggest standout right okay. now. It kind of sucks, but it's a lot of brands kind of doing the flag long sleeve hoodie kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is like you know kind of pokes me in the back of my brain a little bit because it's like oh, I did it first but yeah you know it's you know but that shows that you're doing something right yeah that's true yeah that's still uh 
You know what do they say? Uh, imitation is the highest form of. Flat- you could flatter me some other way. Don't go make another. Go, go design something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go do something else. No, I feel you. But um, no, like uh, I think the worldwide thing is the biggest thing. I actually sat with like Virgil and talked with him. I want to say when was that? Like mom, like two or three, two years ago, three years ago. Probably three years ago. No, yeah, I sat with Virgil and he was like, I had this like whole mood board of like things that like kind of inspired me like creatively. It was like. It was like anime, like video games, things that like the army, like I really like different like army fatigue stuff, you know, okay. the functionality of different army garments. Um, it was like a lot of stuff. It was like I had the Olympics up there as a reference and he like nice. kind of like destroyed my bubble. He was like, he's like, you need to take this off, this off, this off, this off. He's like, what really makes brands pop is like this idea of like hyper focus. It's like if you look at like a lot of these brands they own that are like really, really success- successful, they focus on one thing. So it's like the example he gave me or you can use him as an example he mm-hmm. focuses on like this idea of deconstruction with this like you know with this nike collab or simplicity so he hyper focuses on that in terms of design so you create this lasting brand image and he was saying with with my brand nobody has that truly worldwide piece it's like you know people say worldwide but it's always this like local thing it's like this oh you know x brand new york X-brand, yeah crazy about yeah, yeah their city yeah, or their exactly. state but there mm-hmm. is no brand that really captures every global audience and he was saying like you know if, if i get into that that'd be like a really powerful thing and i hear that from a lot of people because you know what i like most about the brand is like when i make like a country you know like algeria or morocco you get a whole community of people who typically don't see their flag on clothes aside from like gift shop stuff yeah who are like get really excited and they spread your brand within their community so i'm like yo this could be a great way to one like market yourself because it's like yo you get one person who buys it who's moroccan then their friends are going to want it because they also want something that you know represent them exactly mm-hmm. exactly so like i think that's been like the most powerful piece because it's allowed me to tap into these different niche markets and say like yo and then bring them all together exactly. too which is crazy exactly and <laughs> yeah. it's, i mean it's cool too because it creates like interest among other people too it's like it's like, you know, you'll sell something to like a kid in like Korea mm-hmm. and like they'll be like, yo, I love this jacket. It's Korean. But some people are like, yo, even though I'm Korean, I want to buy this Canada jacket. And it, it it allows people to learn about different cultures. It's like that's what I want to get into like as I develop the brand a little more. Mm-hmm. It's like helping or finding some kind of way to educate people also. So like not only just like, you know, I mean, like going way beyond the idea of just putting a flag on a garment saying like, yo. I want to make this piece or have this collection or collaborate with this person in this area and then give people a chance to learn about the different cultures. So it's like, for example, like I have a plan to work on like a food segment of the brand where I go into like different like places and say like, yo, we're trying this restaurant. This is this restaurant comes from like this. Give the cultural background, maybe interview the people, maybe do like a collaboration with them and do as a way to teach consumers about like this kind of culture or do a video segment where I could like touch base with like somebody in Japan and say like you know like give them like a background and show like oh what do you do creatively blah blah how is this special to your culture show like the different cultural foods and like do that with all these different kinds of people so it teaches people about you know this culture beyond just the garment because you know like clothes are one thing like it's everybody makes clothes Uh but it's like how do these clothes make this person feel or how or like why is this significant to this person you know that makes sense yeah so um and you were talking about possibly like wanting to do a pop-up down the line especially Mm -hmm. if you end up going somewhere um you know one of these like international locations Mm -hmm. um do you think you'll ever do a brick and mortar you know anywhere u.s or anywhere else so me and my mom are actually talking about that right now or like a couple days ago Mm -hmm. um 
my lease for my warehouse is about to like expire and we're like debating if we should like renew it or like get like a new bigger space because it's current space we have right now is like tiny mm-hmm. but the uh, the idea for like a brick and mortar store came up because we're like if we get a store we can use that as storage also you can split it and then you won't need as big of a warehouse because you'll say like yo inventory is here also you'll have a, have it split you know gotcha um i originally i really want to open like a store in like downtown area because that area is growing right now mm-hmm. um you know, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's in talks. Like, it, it's, it honestly depends on like location and different things. Cause I wanna create like a space that people can come in and, and, and interact with. And, and, you know, it'd be more than just a store. Cause like I said, the internet, it creates this like this divide between like reality and like perception. You only see what's on the screen. I want people to be able to come into the screen, uh, into the store. Yeah. And not just buy clothes. I want you to hang out and have this, this interactive and, and engaging experience beyond like Instagram. Cause it's like, why would you, it's like, why would you come into the store if you could order online? It'll be at your house in a couple of days. You yeah. Know? It's like, you'll save your time. Just You want to make it more more than a store and more of like an experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't even think of the word experience. No, like, you're good. Like, you're good. I'm saying but I'm visualizing it yeah. as you're telling me. So, yeah, yeah that's what's up. But yeah, that's, a, that's the main thing. I want mm-hmm. people to be able to come in and experience the yeah. brand beyond just like, oh, this shirt is cool. And then plus two, like... Not to my own horn, but a lot of the stuff we've been making is like super good quality now. Yeah. But you can't see that on in, on Instagram or the internet. It's mm-hmm. like you look at a picture, it's like that's it. Like you don't know what this feels like or how heavy this is. It's mm-hmm. like I, a lot of the time I get comments from people who are like, "Wow, I bought this and didn't know how it was gonna fit," or like, "I didn't know what it was gonna feel like." But this hoodie is like crazy. Like it's heavy. It's all this stuff. It's like it's like yeah, I know. Like I put a lot of time into it. You know? <laughs> it's it's like, like I didn't want to put out garbage. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like but and that's what sucks with the internet. It's like you can't. It's like people can't come and touch things. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's intangible. You know. It's like. I want people to be able to come in and be like, wow, like I see this, this is nice. Or like, wow, come hang out. Like our team's cool, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And have this connecting experience with the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be cool to like certain collections kind of feature like a little bit about like maybe Japan on the wall or exactly, something like that. Like exactly, that could be tight. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, you know, being 21 and so young and um, how is that with, with going in and talking to people um, and telling them about your brand and, so until I turned 21 recently, I mean, I, I haven't been able, I wasn't able to go out before. I used to have to like sneak into events. Like, oh. Cause like my, everything is 21 up, like every single thing. That's why I'm glad I'm 21 now. Really? Even yeah. like, like, not like agenda and stuff. No, nah, but like the after parties and stuff where everybody that you want to meet at is 21 up. Oh, it's like, okay. It's yeah. like everything's open bar, like, like they give out free stuff, like not for kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. It's like, dang, you can't even come. Like, you're not 21. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, dang. And then, uh, so I guess like being 21 has been like a big jump because now I can go out all the time. Like, I went to an Adidas event last night. It was 21 up, and it was like open bar, and it was like, yo, this is so cool. But I wouldn't have been able to come if I wasn't old enough. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing. It's just like the access being able to go into places. When mm-hmm. I was younger than 21 too, I used to get sunned by like so many people. Like, when I started off, I was like 15, like, like thirsty, asking for internships and like people give you like this special time of day because you're young because they're like sympathetic you know they're like yeah. yo he's young he wants to learn like they see it as like this willingness to like to, like you're eager put yourself to, like, out exactly, there yeah you're eager to put yourself out there 
And like, you know, that's good. But then at the same time, when you go into these like professional settings, you're trying to meet with people. It doesn't help that you're 21 because people think it's people look at you like, yo, oh, you're this little kid. Yeah, that's why I'm grafting my mom. Because it's like we go like I'd bring her with me. Like people knew like stuff was serious when I bring my mom. Like like, if they wanted like to get do something with the brand or like carry it in the store, they'd like hit my mom and not me. They'd be like, yeah, I know you make the decisions. But like if we want to hit it, it's like we got to we got to ask your mom. Like we know like Like, (laughs) that's the smart people I say. Of course. Like usually I'll like see it and i'll be like i'll get a message i'll be like ah i'll see this and i'll forget and I'll yeah like, yeah oh, man, I'm there's sorry. lots like, of different yeah, stuff going on that's my mom my mom is going to like reiterate it it's like you want to do a retail store my mom will hit me about it all the time like we got to do these applications for this store now and i'm like i'm like oh mom i forgot like yeah yeah, yeah that's crazy <laughs> mom's got it on lock yeah, that's she what's up. <laughs> she's a reminder it's like i wake up in the morning i'm like oh she's like do the application i'm like Okay. <laughs> like, mom, I just woke up. It's like eight o'clock. <laughs> eight o'clock is when work starts now. Yeah, uh, no, it does. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to say again, Jordan, thank you for stopping by and chatting with me and sharing your story with the blueprint. This is the second episode, and I appreciate you guys for listening. We're out. Hey, peace. Thank you guys for listening to the second episode of The Blueprint. There are a few things that stood out to me about this conversation and I would like to take a moment just to highlight those. Number one, the importance of following your passion, whatever that may be. Number two, the work you put in is the return you'll see. You can build a successful business from bootstrapping. It's not always necessary to have an investor. And number three, start with tools you understand how to use. And once your business starts to grow, you can upgrade to more intuitive programs and outsource and no matter what you're selling or where you are in the world we're all connected more than just the internet or social media the things that bring us together are common interests whether it's clothing or food we're closer than we think that's my two cents for whatever it's worth your time is precious and i do appreciate you spending it with me i'm Britt wills and this is the blueprint i'll see you guys next time be sure to leave a review and comment tell me what stories you want to hear what you'd like to learn about and more about what your interests are And again, thank you for listening. Check out exclusive content on BritWills.com. That's B-R-I-1-T-W-I-L-L-S dot com. Thank you guys, and I'll see you next time.